Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My name is Richard Bliss. I'm the host. This is episode 98. We are creeping up on episode 100. It's been a lot of fun over this past year to talk about Kickstarter and all the different ways that we have seen its success and its growth over the past year. You know, traditionally, most of my audience that you're listening, we cover a lot of the board game space. In this episode, uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, our sponsors. Our sponsors this week uh, continue to be uh, the folks over at Impressions, Aldo Giazzi, uh, who have done a great job of supporting the board game space for many years, as well as Slugfest Games and the work that they do. And in addition, we have Glory in the Morning. Uh, Sue, Sue Shanahan and her Kickstarter project has sponsored this episode as well. And we want to thank them and give them a quick shout out. All right, let's go straight to our guest, uh, a special guest that many of you, if not all of you, know and have followed for many years. My guest is Monty Cook, the uh, prolific author as well as the uh, creative genius behind the third edition of D&D. Monty, thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Richard. It's really cool to be here. Well, it is cool to be here because uh, you've got – we're talking about Kickstarter. If we're going to talk about Kickstarter, we're going to talk about your Kickstarter project. Holy cow, what happened? (laughs) <laughs> uh it, it went really well um <laughs> okay it went really so we're talking uh your kickstarter project numera numenera numenera that's numenera, right numenera five hundred and seventeen thousand two hundred fifty five dollars with forty six hundred backers that's right that would be a definition of doing well <laughs> well you know i think um in part what it is is that it's a it's a testament to role playing games, and that it, it shows that there are still a lot of people very interested in tabletop role playing games. And I make that point right away because we hear a lot uh, those of us who are you know deeply involved in in RPGs, tabletop RPGs, that it's a dying hobby. Sure. And- we hear it all the time, and and you go into a store, you talk to a vendor, and they're like, "Nah, you know, I really can't sell this stuff." Right. But, you know, here we are. Uh, like you said, just shy of uh, 5,000 people were willing to plunk down money on sight unseen on a, on a brand new RPG. And, that's, and that was one of the questions. I mean, it's not like it's a, uh, it's a reprint of an older version. Um, you know, Mark Miller was on the show. Uh, Traveler did very well. Right, yeah. It's a very well-known property. Uh, what happened here? What do you, what do you think happened? Um, is it just... Monte Cook's doing something, and I'm going to back it. Um, well, I, I, I guess there's probably some of that. Um, you know, I, I have over the years been fortunate enough to, um, I think, have made enough people happy with games that I've worked on that, that they're, you know, I'm interested in what I'm doing next, and that's very flattering. But the real truth of it is, is that, you know, there's got to be something more to it than just that. Um, you know, and I think that, that part of that is, uh, I I think it's two things, right? I I think that, um, the genre of Numenera kind of, uh, has struck a chord with people. Um, talk about that real quick. What is that? Sure. It's, it's science fantasy. Um, and by science fantasy, what I mean is, is it like Arthur C. Clarke said uh, a long time ago, um, that, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So in the setting of Numenera, it feels a little bit like a fantasy game. 
but it's actually science fiction. And the quote-unquote magic in the game is actually just super advanced, high technology. And I think that that idea has really appealed to a lot of people. And so I think that that was a big part of it. What kind of exa- Are there any examples of kind of if a, if a layman was just to look and say, what is he talking about? <laughs> can, you, can you point at something and say, okay, it's not quite that, but this gets you kind of in the general idea? Um, well, you know, one of my favorite series of books, uh, came out, um, well, quite a while ago now, uh, but they're by, uh, author Gene Wolfe and, uh, it's called the book of the book of the new sun, um, is the name of the series. And, uh, basically it's the kind of thing where you, you're reading it and you think you're reading a fantasy novel, but the more you get into it, the more you realize, oh, wait, you know, that's. That's not some weird creature. That's actually, you know, uh, we're, we're, this is actually really far in the future. And animals have evolved into different forms, right? Or, you know, this, what, what the people of this world think of is, as magic is actually just, you know, really high technology. And, so you know, for, a, for a, a kind of a less – so the Dragon Riders of Pern – type concept yeah if, yeah if, but that, I, now we're talking really low i mean that's kind of i guess we're falling into my space where a crossover between the fantasy and technology um but much at a much deeper level yeah yeah that that works okay well it certainly seems to have you're right struck a chord it's got a lot of people interested so a lot of people are asking themselves uh, your fans fans of this project um I have shared with the listening audience, and we'll do it again. Traditionally, tabletop games, um, board games, card games, dice games, war games, everything non-RPG, funds on Kickstarter at about the traditional rate of somewhere around 46 to 49%. So less than half of the game projects that are put out there succeed. But when it comes to an RPG, that's different. An RPG funds at usually a 80 to 90% rate. And so what you're saying here about that some, it's more than just being fans of Monte, it's, yeah, it appears that when it comes to RPGs, there's something going on that's resonating. And it's where these customers are, maybe people are wondering, but they're out there and they're asking desperately for people to deliver products of quality. I think so, right? You need, um, you need to have... Uh, these, you ha- need to have an audience for your product, and you need to have them um, be willing to. Uh, what am I trying to say? There. Uh, I'm, com- I'm sorry, Richard. I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, that's all right. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, no, but I, I guess my point is, is that um, you know. It's hard to get a, a product like a role-playing game, which is you know usually a large you know, maybe by some standards expensive book into a game store and then it sits there and, and the game store owner says, well, you know, it hasn't moved very quickly. And, you know, you get those kinds of things. But it it is really just a matter of getting those products to the people that really want them. And that's why Kickstarter is so great for RPGs because you are you are literally just sort of zeroing in and targeting and saying, if you want this, pledge and then you get it right yeah. rather than 
you know, oh, I'm going to I'm going to release this book and maybe it'll show up in a game store near you. Maybe it won't, which has really been a problem. I mean, as someone who's produced role playing games for 25 years, that can be a real serious issue. Now, you've been an advocate for the role playing uh, games in digital format. For a, yes. for, a, for a long time, the PDF format. And if you look at the um, 33 different pledge levels you had on Numenera, uh-huh. a lot of it was in the, at the lower levels, hey, you're going to get a PDF copy of this. And has it have RPG players become comfortable with this digital format of, the, of, of that? I, I think they definitely have. And, you know, and uh, if, they, if they have, then I guess that makes it hard then for a brick-and-mortar store to compete and say, how are we going to sell PDFs? Well, right. It, it's interesting, right? Because as I was running the Kickstarter, I definitely had two completely different camps from my backers, you know, the people who were saying, look, I don't, because a lot of my levels, I was kind of mixing the two, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, people just kept saying, no, I don't want any PDFs. I just want the books. So I had to create one that was just the stuff is what it ended up being called, right? And, you know, there were the other people, I don't want books. I, you know, I've, I've got shelves full of books. I just want the electronic versions. I don't have to worry about shelving them. I don't have, you know, I can just put them on my computer and go. It, you know, it'd be really interesting if you could break down, and you can't, if there was a, what, what common thread was dividing those? Was it age? Right? Was it people who are just older and who've just who grew up with paper and books in their hands and that's their comfort level versus a younger generation? I'd be really fascinating to see kind of it, what broke it, that down. It would be. Um and yet, like you said, it's it's very difficult for me to do, you know, from a Kickstarter point of view. But if I had to guess, that would probably be it. Is that uh, yeah, Kindle or uh, iPad or actually an iPad is just becoming it's becoming easier and easier to use a digital device to do it because you can actually display things, pictures. I mean, it just I think actually the iPad is ideal for RPGs. I, I use mine um, pretty much exclusively for running games. Now, I don't bring games to the table or, you know, books to the table anymore. You just bring your iPad. Right. So let's talk about what did you do that you think made your Kickstarter project so successful? Because listeners are going to be wondering, okay, how can I – this is where I was going earlier. I'm sitting here. I got an RPG idea. Uh, my buddies and I think it's great. We're going to put it up there and we're going to make a half a million dollars like, <laughs> like you did. What do you well, tell them? Uh, I think here, to be, to be as succinct as I can, I think the secret is – um, to get a number of backers in early and then set up a system so that you want your backers to be your your diplomats, your ambassadors, your proselytizers. And the way to do that is to set up with stretch goals so that you know once you fund and hopefully you fund early, that's why I set my goal so, so very, very low. And I, you know, once you fund, then you can start adding on extra things as stretch goals so that if somebody pledges, like for Numenera, the sort of core main pledge level was set at $60. And I had it set up so that if you, once you start pledging at $60, you get a bunch of great stuff and so you're happy. But then with each stretch goal, you get more. You haven't given me any more money. But you get more with each stretch goal. 
And what that encourages people to do is help spread the word. Oh, I got to get my friends in on this, right? Because if they well, if they if my friends pledge, then my sixty dollars gets me more. And yeah, that- so when I look at that, you had uh, you had the sixty and seventy dollar pledge, and you had twenty five hundred backers. So more than half your backers pledged at yeah. a fairly high level for an RPG game. Yes. Well, I made it really clear going in that this was going to be a big deluxe book. So I think people were ready to, to spend the fund. money. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, get them to fund early. Get your and, – and this is what we talk about on the show all the time. Get your fan base lined up and those fans ready to go so that when you hit the, when you hit the fund you – know, excuse me, when you hit the launch button, they're already within hours, right, pushing, yes. pushing that number up. Yes. Another RPG, um, their Kickstarter is still going on for the werewolf. It's a reprint of the werewolf game. And they clearly did that very, very well because if you look at their stats, they got $98,000 in the first day or something like that. Um, Their previous project had actually hit 98,000 is where it ended up at, but that was last year. Right. uh, And was one of the, uh, you know, one of those standout successes. Well, now this year things have changed and suddenly they figured it out and, and there they went. Yeah. Okay. So somebody's sitting around saying, okay, well, I've got a hundred friends. Uh, what do they, what do they do? Got any advice? Um, well, I think, like I said, you know, if you, if you turn those people, you know, from, and, and turn them from Facebook friends into, well, evangelists, evangelists, right? But you know, first backers and then evangelists, right? Um, I think that's the that's the step that you want to make. You know, that's that's the the path you want them to go down. Um, and I think that I was able to do that. You know, the other thing that I was able to do, uh, I, I think there the other really important step is establishing trust with your backers because, right? That's the that's the big thing about Kickstarter. People are there's still a lot of people who have never backed a Kickstarter, and they're still leery and they're still skeptical. And so you have to convince them, hey, if you give me your money, you're actually going to get something. And so what I was able to do, um, I started out with uh, an artist that I had worked with before. His name is Kieran Yanner, and I had him develop all this really wonderful concept art. And so from the get-go, I was able to show a bunch of that art. And then in those early days, was able to show more and more as he did more and more. And I think it made it clear to people, oh, this is really happening, right? This is, this is actually going to be a thing. This isn't just Monty just talking about an idea. This is really going to be a book, and it's going to be beautiful because Kieran's super talented, and I think that helped me a lot. Okay. So I, I have a question here. Uh, we have, so we have a couple of more things before we, we run out of time. One, your stretch goal, $500,000 stretch, stretch goal. <laughs> yes. What, can I just ask, what were you thinking? Okay. <laughs> You're going to make a movie? <laughs> well, so, you know, I put that stretch goal out there. I think I was, at the time, I was doing like a $100,000 stretch goal and the $120,000 stretch goal. And I just said, you know, just for fun, I'll put a $500,000 stretch goal and we'll, we'll make some kind of short film. Um, and, you know, film is something that I'm kind of interested in anyway. 
and but you know, I just and I and I think the tagline that I said was, you know, a guy can dream, right? Sure, sure. And, yeah, that's awesome. And you know, we we of course reached it. Um, and so I'm, you know, I I, I want to be, I want to keep my promises, right? Because that's that's what Kickstarter is all about. So I'm I'm talking to animators, um, and uh, we're gonna, you know, put together. It, it's good, you know, the stretch goal was for a short film, and it's going to be, you know, just a few minutes long. It's not going to be a major motion picture or sure. anything, right? Well, the way you do things, who knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, most of my budget has to get poured into the uh, into these books and this game, so um, I don't have a lot extra for the film, but. Okay. It'll, it'll be fun. What a fun thing for you, for your backers, just to increase the richness of the whole, right? The whole RPG thing is about these, this almost 360 degree experience, right? Isn't that what RPGs are all about is being able to, yes. to bring all of these different elements, art, the written word, the play acting, the story, storytelling, and what a nice addition to just add to that. That'll be awesome. Well, and if it's if it's good, you know, fingers crossed, it will really help the game in general, and and you know maybe role playing games in general, right? Because it it kind of led some cred- credibility to to the genre. It did. Well, congratulations on that. Um, before we have you go, uh, you took your project and you decided to that you didn't have enough on your plate, and that you thought you would do some, <laughs> something more, um, and you've just released. I have a copy of it on my Kindle, Kicking It, a, uh, a guide to Kickstarter. I don't remember what the subtitle is, but basically is that you sat down with uh, another co-author. Who was your co-author? Uh, Shauna Germain, who also just finished uh, a very successful Kickstarter for a project called Geek Love. And so the two of you sat down and, and wrote up uh, an ebook that is now available on Amazon uh, called Kicking It to help people understand uh, basically all the ins and outs and what they need to do to have a successful Kickstarter project. Yes. Basically what happened was uh, I, I had been talking with Shauna and both of us had had the experience where we were talking with other people who wanted to do a Kickstarter, but they just were sort of intimidated by all of it and they didn't really know how to do it all. And we just thought, look, we've got all this fresh experience. Um, we both had ideas for you know how the right way to do a Kickstarter, the wrong way to, you know, um, and we said, let's just while it's all fresh in our minds, let's just get it all down and put it together and, and see if it can help people. Well, great. And it just went uh, live October 19th. So yeah. just, a, just a couple of days ago. Right, right. Well, very, well, very exciting. So when's the uh, next Kickstarter? Oh, I guess the, most, the major motion picture will be your next Kickstarter one. You'll fall, <laughs> have that under films, right? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'd love it if that happened. Let's <laughs> well, are you, are you done are you done for a while? Uh, with Kickstarter? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, 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 I don't really have any plans to do another one until I've got this one fulfilled. And Numenera itself doesn't come out until the middle of next year. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't plan on any more, um, at least for maybe a year. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think it's a wonderful model and, and it's something I'd love to utilize again. So, so – with that question, uh, we got about two minutes left. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the Kickstarter has been very successful in the board game space now for a couple of years, um, and it's becoming more and more successful as uh, projects continue to hit, approach the million dollar mark, or even now have gone over it this year. 
for board games and miniatures and that type of thing. Right. Uh, your take on the impact it's having on the RPG space overall. What do you, if somebody's sitting and saying, oh, I got to get in now because it's a bubble and it's going to burst and it's going to go away. You got some thoughts on that? Um, I'm not so sure that I agree that it's a bubble. Um, I think that it's really sort of more something that whose time has finally come. Um, you know, role-playing games and other kinds of games as well have kind of been floundering and struggling a little bit. And I think it's been because, you know, they fall into that space where they're not big enough to be, you know, the biggest thing on somebody's store shelf, but they're not so small that, that they need to go away. But how do we get them to the customer? How does someone who loves RPGs, where does he go to find them? And, you know, Kickstarter is kind of a perfect place for that because it, like I said before, right? It's a direct, directly from the creator to the game player, right? It's a direct conduit. And there's that feedback loop that happens that just doesn't happen when you go through a distribution channel. Right, right. If I have a terrible idea for an RPG, it's not going to fund and, you know, I'm not going to waste my time on it. Then. <laughs> That's right. That'll be a short-lived uh, project. Well, Mondi, thank you so much for taking some time to be on the show with us. Sure, sure. I've really enjoyed it. You've been listening to episode 98 of Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. Our guest has been Monty Cook, uh, whose project Numenera uh, did a little over half a million dollars and whose latest book, Kicking It, is now available on virtual store shelves everywhere. Go out to Amazon, you can find it, as well as a variety of different places. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've been inspired, as always, I know I have, and uh, we look forward to seeing your Kickstarter project out there. Thanks for listening. Take care.